Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. How can this be, since I am a virgin? These are the first recorded words of Mary, the mother of God's Son. They are words spoken in response to God's messenger Gabriel, who had just proclaimed to her God's word of great blessing. Without any expectation on Mary's part, she was confronted with God's word of promise, a word of blessing that seemed too good to be true. The messenger Gabriel sent by God spoke to Mary saying, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. This, the initial word from God was positive. It was in itself a word of gospel. The actual name that Gabriel used for Mary was O favored one. Moreover, Gabriel let Mary know that the one true God was with her. He was with her in the very word that he was speaking. Yet, even though this greeting was pure gospel, and it was, it was also hard to believe. Mary knew the sins that she had committed. I would imagine from what we know about her, that she was mindful of her sin and quick to confess it before God. And that is the thing. For an honest person that believes God's Ten Commandments, the ones that believe that they are true, it is easy to find one's sin in one's life. And if an honest person heard that they were favored, it may just be a hard word to believe. And for Mary, the gospel spoken by the angel was hard to believe. In fact, the scripture says that she was greatly troubled at the saying, and she tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. She didn't have the words to express her doubt, and who would? This was a supernatural experience where the unseen Gabriel, who stands in the presence of the Most Holy God, was revealed to her. We always confess that we believe in one true God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. Yet, the invisible here was breaking through to be seen by the eyes of the seeing. And consistently, with all the saints before her that had revelations from heaven, Mary thought of her unworthiness. And as with all the saints who were spoken to before her, the messenger from heaven spoke to Mary's fear. Although the, although the way the gospel was applied to Mary was unique only to her, we read his words. Gabriel said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and he shall, you shall call his name Jesus. 
He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. The angel let her know that the Son of God would be dwelling in her womb. The food that she would eat would nourish God the Son. The sleep that she would take would strengthen the Son of the Most High. And as she worked in the field, God would be with her. And as she would later walk to visit with her cousin Elizabeth, her womb would be the throne for the one through whom all things were made. The Lord of heaven and earth was with her wherever she went. This is pure gospel. Letting her know that God is with her and God is for her. And through her, God is with the entire world. This was impossible to believe. So according to her reason, she questioned the word of God that was sent, that was spoken by his messenger. Mary said, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel explained the unexplainable to to her in words that would be hard to comprehend, saying, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. We especially celebrate this fact every, every high feast of, of the church year. Every Christmas, we remember the impossibility of a virgin giving birth. Every Good Friday, we honor and remember the unfathomable love that led the one born of the virgin to lay down his life for the sin of the world. And every Easter Sunday, we celebrate the unbelievable truth that through the death and resurrection of God, death has lost its sting. It has lost its victory. Moreover, there is salvation for all who believe Jesus' work in the waters of holy baptism. With God, all things are possible even the salvation of sinners like you and me. In the book of Acts, we see another messenger sent from God to the people gathered in Jerusalem on the day that we now celebrate as the day of Pentecost. And this messenger, the apostle Peter, let all the people who heard him know that by their sin, they were guilty of crucifying Mary's son, the son 
of the living God. And the people believed his word. They believed that their sin was the cause of his death. And just as we be- and just as we believe his word, when we hear the Ten Commandments, the people cried out, What shall we do? The scripture says that when they heard Peter's message, they were cut to the heart. And in other words, like Mary, they were greatly troubled. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And the word of God God brought them to a place that they were able to receive the gospel. That is, brought to a place where they were able to receive the grace of God that comes to all through the work of his and Mary's son. Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise, that is the promise of the forgiveness of sins and the Holy Spirit, the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off who the Lord our God will call to himself. And that day, those who received that word of gospel of the gospel, they received it, those who received it were baptized, and there were added that day 3,000 souls through baptism. In other words, in this baptism, I, I skipped ahead. Um, in other words, 3,000 souls echoed in the sentiment of Mary's words when she said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. In other words, in baptism, let my sins be forgiven. Let the Holy Spirit come into my life, revealing to me the favor that comes through the work of our Savior Jesus Christ. Let me have this baptism that works the forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation. In other words, through this baptism, take away my condemnation and replace it with Jesus' righteousness. You see, baptism promises all these good things, but it's hard to believe. In fact, it doesn't make sense. Nicodemus, a Pharisee and teacher of the law, actually at one time rejected the promise of baptism from God's messenger, John the Baptist. To Nicodemus, it didn't make sense. So by the cover of the night, so that he could not be seen, he went to talk with Jesus, Mary's son, who at that point was fully grown. He thought that baptism couldn't give what it promised. Yet he was intrigued by Jesus, for he saw something in Jesus that he must be from God. But before Nicodemus got too far in his talk with Jesus, Jesus stopped him and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, 
Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now Nicodemus thought that this statement was an offense to, the, to reason, so he questioned Jesus. And Jesus again answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. And Nicodemus, echoing Mary's doubts, said to him, How can these things be? Jesus replied, ultimately pointing to the gift of new birth through water and the Spirit. And he pointed that this is the way by which God's great love that he worked on the cross was to be applied for sinners' salvation. In the end, there is no good reason. Or in the end, we see in Luke 7 that Nicodemus was among those who rejected uh, his baptism. But in the end of the book of John, there is good reason to believe that Nicodemus eventually submitted to baptism, the life-giving water rich in grace, and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. John records, after the death of Jesus, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body, and Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, brought, brought uh, I, I can't remember what he brought, but he helped Joseph of Arimathea. In the end, he came out in the open. But Nicodemus questioned that night, the one that echoed Mary's question. It's also a question that our catechism asks when it says, how can water do such great things? How can this gospel spoken to me by, the by God's messenger be true? How could the word that the messenger delivered overshadow Mary with the Holy Spirit and conceive God's son in her womb? How could the word of God spoken by his messenger people, Peter overshadow the people with the Holy Spirit and give them the forgiveness of sins in baptism? And how could the baptism promised to me make me God's child and save me from all of my sin? Well, the Catechism answers the question in this way. Certainly not just water, but the Word of God in and with the water does these things along with the faith which trusts this word of God in the water. That is, the faith that echoes Mary's words. Let it be done for me according to your word. For without God's word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with the word of God, it's a baptism. That is, a life-giving water. It is rich in grace and a and a renewal by the Holy Spirit 
As St. Paul says in Titus chapter 3, He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. With the word of God spoken by the messenger Gabriel, the word of God became flesh in Mary's womb. With the word of God spoken to Nicodemus, we believe that he eventually submitted to the word that brought him new birth and baptism. With the word of God spoken by Jesus' apostle Peter, 3,000 souls received the forgiveness of sins, the name of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit in their baptism. And with the word of God spoken by your pastor, your baptism works the forgiveness of sins. It rescues from death and the devil, and it gives eternal salvation to all who believe this as the word and promises of God declare. You see, with our God, nothing is impossible, not even your salvation. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen. <laughs>